0: Welcome to another edition of the Niner Sports Talk. I'm Cameron Williams filling in for Bryson Foster this week here with my co-host Bradley Cole. And we've got a lot on tap this week as Charlotte kicks off their basketball season this week against Tennessee. As well as their football team having another game canceled against Marshall the past week as well as Charlotte playing Western Kentucky this upcoming weekend
1: Yep, a lot of stuff happening this week. I mean obviously disappointing for the football team. So let's kind of go ahead and dig into that Charlotte was scheduled to play Marshall on November 28th and again COVID-19 issues has prevented Charlotte playing another game still two and three on the season
0: yep and For the rest of the season, we've got Western Kentucky and FIU on December the fifth, and as of right now, those are the only two games we have on the schedule.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see if and who they end up playing in December. I know December twelfth is is a potentially a game they can play. It really depends on what Conference USA decides, and of course, other schools. Just to kind of give you know the audience a little bit of a recap on the games that have been postponed. Of course, you have Marshall, Middle Tennessee. Georgia State was postponed that for right now. There's no plans of that game being played. Of course, the FIU game was postponed earlier this year, and that was you know going to be played at a later date. You had a Gardner-Webb game that was uh, scheduled kind of last minute, and that one got canceled, will not be played. The North Carolina game earlier this year, canceled, will not be played, so... Tough year overall for Charlotte, but, you know, there's still still games on the schedule. You know, they're going to play uh, hopefully Western Kentucky this week and get that game in uh, with FIU. Yeah,
0: and, I mean, without sounding redundant, this season's just been a complete disaster, a complete disappointment. Cancellations left and right. I wrote a recent article discussing this within Conference USA as well as some several other conferences. This season has just been a disaster.
1: But thankfully, this week, finally, we have basketball coming up. And, uh, you know, last, this, com- this week, actually, Charlotte announced their, the men's and women's team announced their non-conference schedules. And so let's go ahead and dig into that. The men's team and the women's team will both be starting this week, November 25th, day before Thanksgiving. The men's team, Tennessee, and the women's team playing Appalachian State, at Appalachian State, and Charlotte playing at Tennessee in the Volunteer Classic.
0: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that Tennessee game. Um, Tennessee nationally ranked 12th, I believe. Got a lot of good players, good coach. I think Charlotte has what it takes, but it'll be a tough game for sure.
1: Going to be interesting to see how Charlotte plays. You know, back-to-back games. I mean, you're gonna they're, they're gonna play Tennessee to open the season, and obviously, there's a lot of unknowns. Could be a little rust there for both sides. And we've talked about it on the show before. There's a lot to look forward to for Charlotte. You know, there's a lot of new players coming in. Coach Ron Sanchez going to his third season. You got Jameer Young last year, Conference USA Player of the Year. Jordan Shepard averaged fourteen points, fourteen points a game. So you have new transfers that have come in, some big guys that have, are, are going to be, you know, big assets. Looking to that second game of the Volunteer Classic, VCU would be a big win, notable win for Charlotte if they can get that done.
0: Yeah, VCU, a team noted for uh, making the NCAA tournament several years in a row. Going back a couple years ago, but I think that Charlotte could really give VCU fits if they get up and down the court quickly. VCU's known for their half-court defense, but if Charlotte can move the ball quick, good transition offense, I think they could really give VCU trouble.
1: And looking at the rest of the non-conference slate for the men's team, of course, Charlotte will play Tennessee in VCU, and then also in the non-conference slate for the team, Belmont Abbey, Georgia State, South Carolina State, Appalachian State, Davidson, big game there. North Carolina A&T, and they'll finish it off on December 22nd with George Washington. And then the women's team, who will be starting on Wednesday as well, with Appalachian State, big games here. And I really like, I really like the scheduling. Now obviously, you got this team coming off a 21 and 9 record from last season. Very good team overall. A lot of veterans, a lot, a lot, lot of, a lot of players that know what they're doing. Mariah Linney being one of them, a guard who's going to be someone to, to watch shooting wise. Uh, Octavia Jet Wilson's going to be another one. Great shooters all around. Also some good size in the post. They'll be playing Appalachian State to open, Clemson, Wake Forest, North Carolina, all three ACC teams, and then of course Dayton as well.
0: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to those three ACC opponents. Gives Charlotte a good chance to, you know, measure where they're at. Solid uh, ACC opponents in Clemson and North Carolina, especially.
1: This season's going to be interesting. There's going to be a lot of games that might be in question, no matter when that is—the day before the game, a week before the game. We've seen a lot of programs this week, especially I've seen on on Twitter, programs be, happen to shut down two weeks. Charlotte basketball, the men's team, already had to do that. They already had a cluster. So you're definitely going to see it, and there's going to be tweaks. There might be games that are going to be added on a week before you know they happen, just like we've seen it in football. It's not going to be perfect. It is a pandemic, but at the end of the day, the season, which is starting a month late, is finally going to happen.
0: I think it's going to be a little more hectic than football as well because there's a lot more games in basketball. And so when you have a cancellation and you try to reschedule it and fit it in between you know, two, three games a week, it's going to be even – that much more difficult because with football you're only playing one game a week
1: and you know you know going back to to really this week we're going to kind of dig deep and talk about this Tennessee game because obviously it's some exposure for Charlotte playing on the SEC network against an SEC opponent Tennessee is always been known for to be a football school But last year's has really become a basketball prominent, dominant school. Had some uh, NBA talent come through there. So for Charlotte to go and play to start their season in a little three game tournament, if you will, is going to be big because if they could pull off a win against Tennessee, that would be a big tone setter for the rest of the season.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with that. Tennessee, you know, so I believe this past year they were three seed and the year before that when they had Grant Williams who you mentioned NBA talent now they were a two seed in the NCAA tournament so they're proven and I believe that if Charlotte can really give them a run for their money this week that it'll like you said set the tone for the season
1: so what do you what do do you think for that game what's a prediction I mean realistic one of course because you're playing against a you know a top 25 team but nonetheless we don't know what both of these teams really look like I mean it's been you have to imagine that both of these teams are going to be rusty. I know Coach Sanchez, head coach for the men's team, has said it time and time again. We have you know, slowly got back into the rhythm of play. So you, you can't expect the clinic, if you will.
0: I don't think it's going to be a super blowout, if you will. I think that Charlotte will keep it competitive. I have Tennessee winning, maybe no more than 10 points. Um, I think both teams will show their rust, but in the end, Tennessee will come out on
1: top. I, you know, I personally agree, too. When it, when it comes to my prediction for this game, I think we're going to see in the first half, we're going to see both teams maybe go on spurts. I think Charlotte's going to get an early lead in the first half. I don't think that's out of the question whatsoever. I think that you're going to get big shots from Jameer Young, Jordan Shepard as they start to get comfortable. But I just think the the, the depth of Tennessee is really going to show throughout the game. So I think by, probably about a 10-point win for Tennessee is going to be a realistic prediction for this game.
0: I personally think that it's going to have a lot to do with how Milo Supika guards John Fulkerson. <laughs> leading scorer for the team last year and leading rebounder for the team if he can shut down Fulkerson, I think that Charlotte has that much better of a chance to win.
1: Been going into the second game for uh Charlotte and the volunteer class that they'll be playing VCU, which I think is going to be a winnable game. And of course, even if they lose to Tennessee in that first game, it would be huge to bounce back, get a win, come back, start your, you know, the rest of your non-conference slate one and one, that'd be huge, especially against a team that has a no variety such as VCU. I definitely don't think they're where they were. And they had Shaka Smart, you know, a couple years ago, who, who is now at Texas, I believe still. So VCU is definitely a team that when you say their name, it rings a bell, you know, they made, you know, made all those deep NCAA tournament runs. So I definitely think that would not be something bad to have on your resume. They're still in a decent conference. They'll so still probably have a good season come tournament time. This could be a Really good game for Charlotte, especially if they're on the verge. You know, maybe they're a bubble team. Who knows how this season going to go. You have to admit that this will be 100% a huge resume booster if they can get a win against VCU.
0: Yeah, absolutely. VCU was an eight seed in the last tournament that we had with the tournament being canceled. This past season, um, VCU was an eight seed in the 2018-2019 NCAA Tournament. But one thing I look at is Durante Jenkins. He averages over two steals a game, and Charlotte's really going to have to protect the ball if they want to have success against VCU.
1: And now moving to the women's team, going looking at this week, playing App State, digging deep into the schedule again. I really like the aggressiveness and being able to play ACC teams on your own court. That's going to be huge because... Notoriety. Not only that, it's the chance to really show, okay, yeah, we, we we can play basketball with the top teams in the state or in the area, in the country, ACC teams. Like we mentioned before, Clemson, Wake Forest was an addition, or actually this week, they'll be playing Wake Forest at home on December 3rd. That was announced the day after the original schedule, North Carolina being away and Clemson at home. All those are going to be huge games. Dayton will be another one two mid-major teams, I feel like Charlotte really slowly, you know, very quietly in a way, 21-9, and kind of ups and downs. But the team really came out on top, I feel like, looking at things from a a perspective of, you know, post-pandemic as well, we didn't really get to see them finish the season.
0: I really like the matchup between North Carolina and Charlotte. Um, North Carolina the past four to five seasons really hasn't been super solid. I give Charlotte a really good chance to win that
1: game. It's going to be interesting to see, and I can't wait for all these basketball games, but of course, we still have a football game. To preview this week, Charlotte, Western Kentucky. The big thing is here, Charlotte has had more games canceled or postponed than actually played. They've had six games canceled or postponed, and they've only played five with that 2-3 and record. Those two wins being North Texas and UTEP, and those three losses being Duke, FAU, and Appalachian State. So it's one of those things where you just want to get your guys out in the field. You have to think they'll probably be missing some players. Charlotte, of course, they haven't played, you know, three weeks in a row.
0: There's definitely going to be some rust there, I believe. Now, granted, Western Kentucky did beat Charlotte 30-14 to 14 last season. I don't know how that'll influence the game this upcoming week, but I think that Charlotte's really going to have to stop their rush game.
1: Yeah, here's the thing. I think Western Kentucky is definitely a different team than last year. Definitely one of the top teams last year in the Conference USA but looking at their schedule this year and also watching a couple of other games they've definitely they played notable opponents and hard opponents as in uh, Louisville, Liberty, Liberty right now ranked Marshall ranked and then of course they played BYU another top 10 team so it, they've had a lot of tough opponents but it's been hard for them to score throughout the season their last win was last week against Southern Miss only won that game 10 to 7 so Low-scoring game. They're playing FIU today, Saturday. You know, have a, maybe a win or a loss. Going, going probably probably a win, knowing they're playing FIU. Going into the Charlotte game, maybe some momentum, maybe a two-game win streak. Charlotte is definitely going to come out a little rusty that first quarter.
0: Looking at what you mentioned with their scoring, Western Kentucky as a team only averages fourteen point seven points a game. That is astronomically low. Now, both teams' defenses are a little shaky. Charlotte giving up 391 total yards. Western Kentucky giving up 276 a game. I think this could be a very high-scoring game.
1: Potentially. I think it could go a few different ways. It's definitely going to depend on how much talent you have on your defense and who all is going to be playing, which you're really not going to know until game time, unfortunately. That's going to be huge. I think the offense is going to have to go back to that, you know, a couple games that really point out is that North Texas game where the 49ers scored 49 points. No pun intended there, but, I mean, they scored 49 points, had a great game from both running backs and Trey Harbison, Ariel McAllister, Chris Reynolds also had a great passing game. So just being able to spread the ball around and having a balanced offense.
0: I really think that Reynolds is going to have a big game. Like I said, Western Kentucky gives up 25 points a game, 161 passing yards a game. So in retrospect, I think that the rush game could also go off without a hitch for Charlotte. They give up 114 rushing yards a game. And with guys like you said, McAllister and Harbison in the backfield, it could be a game where each of them have 100 yards potentially.
1: I definitely think these guys are going to have a chip on their shoulder because when you look at all this, it's it, – look, people are, are doubting us maybe because, oh, we've had these weeks off. But – these guys are still ready to play. They're, they're Division One football players. They've showed some signs of success throughout the season with big games, UTEP, North Texas. They want another win. They want to get back to bowl-eligible status. And obviously, getting towards late November, and there's still not even full season for these guys yet. So I bet they're just really ready to get out there, no matter what's out there, who they have playing. But hopefully, hopefully... Charlotte plays this week. Hopefully, I mean, how many more can you have? Obviously, all of these cancellations slash postponements have not been all Charlotte's fault, Been kind of a mix back and forth. But hopefully, they get going and both teams are ready to go, because it seems like when Charlotte's ready to go, the other team isn't.
0: Yeah, you mentioned bowl eligibility, and one thing I want to make note of is that bowl eligibility as a whole has been kind of lax this year. You don't have to win six games necessarily this season, because there will be some teams that... We'll not play six games. Charlotte's only played five, and assuming that one more gets canceled, then we'll only play six games. We'll see some teams that under 500 record make a bowl this season.
1: And this season as a whole, it's been, oh, we'll play that game in December. Oh, well, we'll get a postpone that. We'll play that game in December. Hey, it's getting towards November, man. You know, it's, you, there's only so much more you can play. And I think that it's becoming a reality now for a lot of teams that, Hey, we're we're not going to have the, a full season. We're not going to have the chance to play eight, nine games, 10 games. we we'll are be lucky if we play six, seven. Uh, obviously this week we've over 15 plus games postponed or canceled for college football. Just a travesty. And we've seen Clemson and Florida State this morning, 9 a.m. called off because of a positive test and that person was asymptomatic. Florida State wasn't comfortable. Their medical officials weren't comfortable playing that game because who knows what kind of spread could have happened. And you can see that even moving in the bowl season, it's going to be interesting to see how many of those bowl games actually get played because you don't know how it's going to be until that week.
0: Yeah. And I mean, bowl season is the prime virus season, if you will. They say cold weather attracts viruses. And so we could have tons of spikes around that time of year.
1: And not only that, you have to think, OK, we're in flu season. You could have guys that are getting sick and people might think it's COVID and they have symptoms or that type of deal. For precautionary reasons, they might have to set out a couple guys, which might hurt their chances, might not be fair games, if you will. This is just, even though it is, it's like, oh, the season's almost over. It is far, far from over. It's not going to be over till January when they play those college football playoff games. And I, man, I hope those get played because you never know.
0: Yeah, I mean, those are games that we as sports fans always look forward to, for sure.
1: So let's move into our predictions for this week. You know, I'm going to go... Pretty low-scoring game here looking at both of these teams. I think there's a chance for a high-scoring game, but I mean, I'm going to go 24-17 Charlotte. I think Charlotte's going to struggle early just with the rust, especially with Western Kentucky. They've played more games. They've had a little more experience. They're more in game shape. But I think once uh, Healy takes his guys to halftime, goes to the locker room, talks things over, I think they'll figure it out in the second half and uh, pull out a win.
0: Yeah, I've got kind of the polar opposite. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game looking at how many yards each team gives up how many points each team gives up, but I've got Charlotte taking this one 33 to 27. I, like you said, I think coach Healy will get his guys in shape ready for this week. Reynolds has a big game through the air and on the ground. I think he'll have two all purpose touchdowns this week. Trey Harbison has a very good shot of getting 90 to hundred yards rushing as well.
1: Yeah, and that's like we said before, we said throughout this show today, you, you have to wonder what the team's really going to look like. I mean, you're really not going to know, not even fair to get her prediction out because you don't know what guys that might be able to ready to go for whatever which reason, and there's a million of them these days in today's world, but it's definitely going to be interesting to watch. Definitely a lot to look forward to this week. Just a reminder, you got football on Saturday. You got basketball starting on Wednesday. Men's at Tennessee, women's at Appalachian State. So finally, we have a variety of Charlotte events going on. You can really count on two hands how many events have happened this year, unfortunately. I hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving. See what we can do, and hopefully they get out and play Western Kentucky on the 28th.
0: Yep, fingers crossed for sure. Have a great week, and this has been another edition of the Niner Sports Talk from Cameron.
1: And Bradley Cole.